0: hey everybody this is Kirsty pike founder and toilet cleaner of ProOS hunting apparel for women and you're listening to the i am ProOS podcast i'm here too this is Catherine brown customer service coordinator and loyal minion at Proas. enjoy the ride while we talk about all things hunting prowess and the women's outdoor industry
1: And prepare for the usual pro shenanigans as we interview industry pros, talk amongst ourselves, and digress regularly. Regularly.
0: Okay. Here we are. Um, welcome to the, I am Pros podcast. This is actually episode number six. So I don't think anybody thought we'd make it this long, but we did. Here we uh, are. Here we are. So, uh, um, you know, we're getting ready to do this current podcast. We were going to interview somebody, but we made a different decision and decided to, um, just volley back and forth of a lot of bad decisions we've made over the years. No, 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 I know. I mean, the ones that we can actually tell. But Most
1: of them we, we told on the last, like, fail-to-launch podcast. This is version number six, two of this one <laughs> I know.
0: So we're going to try to reenact it, but um, I'm keeping close eye to make sure we continue to record past three minutes. Yay. Um, Yay. But you were just telling me that you found something on the inter- internets this morning.
1: On the internets?
0: Remind me. We were just talking about it. <laughs> Isabel likes videos oh yeah oh my god i'm sorry it was not even two minutes ago
1: i my short-term memory apparently is amazing
0: (laughs) steve pike get out of here should we have him on the podcast (laughs) bye
1: (laughs) that was just uh
0: that was yeah
1: Cursey steve so anyways
0: yeah he comes in very loudly if anybody knows steve he does not um come in the door very quietly, as you can all tell. but
1: <laughs> but a little a little backstory on the thing that Kirsty was trying to remind me of that I talked about two minutes ago, and apparently entirely forgot. Kirsty hates loud eating noises.
0: I hate it. I loathe it.
1: And I didn't know this for like the first two years of traveling the road with her. I'm sure I always had something crunchy, like chips along, and she always. was just there always. internally suffering. Not saying anything about it. It never
0: dawned on her that I always turned up the music when she was eating her Subway. But
1: I told you you had to be very direct with me, and that's going to come up a few times in this podcast. It was
0: painful. It was dreadful. But, but
1: my child loves videos of people eating candy on YouTube. And I, I feel like
0: this is going to be a fetish for her.
1: <laughs> and it's just like an an Asian person, like not being racist, Asian person's mouth... <laughs> Eating candy loudly, like crunch, 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 crunch. And then you hear the swallow. It's like.
0: (laughs) And and this is what she likes to watch. And it made
1: me think about. Well, I actually blocked it off YouTube because I was like, this is just weird. I can't watch this. It's uncomfortable. And now I kind of. But yet she did. Only like several episodes, right? (laughs) Eating so many varieties of colorful candy. It's amazing. So it's something I need to send Kirsty because
0: I feel like she would really enjoy it. I think you shouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway yeah so that just sounds like a weird fetish that your daughter's gonna have I'm just saying that we'll start doing a GoFundMe for her there's um, worse psychotherapy. things on the internet. all right I mm. try and monitor
1: that it seemed innocent at first but then it just went in a bad direction
0: <laughs> like when we used to change each other's screensavers oh my, oh my god, god.
1: <laughs> and we had um
0: we had rules
1: bear- we had an accountant that would come over and randomly use Kirstie's Computer to shore up the, the books. And
0: <laughs> we would get in and, and change each other's screensavers before they got to work, and we would put something just you know, horrible, you know, uh, naked people, but it couldn't be frontal. We had rules.
1: There was no areolas and there's no genitalia. So it could Correct. be a fully naked person that you couldn't see those items on. Yeah. And generally, like very, very, very large or something. Something different and
0: exciting. (laughs) Well, in in my quest to find the best screensaver for Catherine ever, I googled something I never should have googled, and I was traumatized. So I had to show it to Catherine when I got in, and we were both traumatized forever. I'm not gonna say what it is because it's kind of bent, but. Um, it involved a catch basin and a Gatorade. Just use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, they're well hydrated. That's <laughs> thank God. And participating in activities. There was gloves in it too. I don't know, but
1: we lost some of our innocence that day.
0: Uh, whatever we had left. There's, I mean, <laughs> my God, but yeah. So as we move on for this podcast, um, we are going to banter back and forth about some, um, Stories and bad decisions that we've made over time. Now we don't know what's on each other's list, so there could be duplicates. I'm not sure.
1: We'll see what happens here. Okay. Are you starting or am I starting? I'll start. Okay, you start. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay, so my story goes back a couple years, and I made a terrible decision to eat an ornery chicken wrap. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's it's a buffalo chicken. Very spicy wrap that we get here in Gunnison. So I ate one of those for lunch and I decided to go out grouse hunting by myself, you know, earlier in the evening. And as I'm going along, I got I got ornery chicken wrapped and I, I was <laughs> I was things had to happen immediately. And without very me going into hands. terrible, terrible detail, I learned very quickly that you should never carry your phone in your back pocket. <laughs> it, was one of the most mortifying situations I've ever had in my life.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. For anyone out there, consider this a PSA. If you have to go do any kind of duty or um, if you get orny chicken wrapped in the woods, make sure you put your phone in your front pocket. Or
1: because the worst thing is having to clean your own poop off one of your items that you're not willing to be like, <laughs> I, I didn't love it enough. Just stay in the woods. Like a sock or something. Like yeah. I'm abandoning you now. A I'm neck sorry. gator. <laughs> I'm not
0: saying I've used it this week or anything. but Which
1: reminds me of one of my most horrifying stories ever <laughs> as well. <laughs>
0: I think I think I know what this could be. Oh,
1: God. I Lucky, may he rest in peace, was my lab mix dog that I actually helped adopt for an ex-boyfriend of mine. Ended up being my dog in the end.
0: Funny and how that, been, it's like children's dogs.
1: I've been dating this guy for a couple weeks. We went out and got this dog, and we decided to go camping with him. And...
0: I woke up,
1: it was a beautiful morning, had a big old cup of coffee, and...
0: Bacon, greasy bacon and eggs, yeah, perhaps. Yeah,
1: but a little rumble down below, and there wasn't enough time to go find the shovel. So
0: I, I can't beeline, believe you're telling this story. I can't either.
1: I beelined for this tree, and imagination, land here, start walking back. And see, Lucky, with all his joy and exuberance, just come running towards me. And I'm like, come here, boy. He ignores me completely and runs past me straight for the tree with his nose in the air. And I just started yelling, Lucky, no, no, completely ignoring me. And he just ran straight for the tree, dipped and rolled. (laughs) And I was just like In your oh shot <laughs> in the shit that I just shat cursed It was horrifying. And not only that, he turns around, runs back up to me, and shakes his head, and I have a slow motion like visual imprinted in my mind for all time of like it flying off his neck as he So shut. you're
0: saying you had a loose stool that day?
1: I, I I thought that all the items that I consumed probably alluded to that, but yes,
0: yes, Kirsty, thank you for that detail. You're welcome. I just needed to know. I just got a visual. I can't believe she told the story.
1: <laughs> my boyfriend comes up. He's like, "Oh my God, what happened?" And I just <laughs> grabbed him by the hippie collar that I braided myself <laughs> out of hemp and shells. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Fished a bar of soap out of my camping gear and took him to this cow pond and washed my
0: own crap <laughs> off your dogs. So, Did he eat it?
1: I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> I don't think he I had can time neither with me. neither confirm nor
0: deny. But I and it wasn't to me. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this, but I have seen this happen and always know where your another PSA. Always, always know where your dog always is. Always find
1: time to get a shovel.
0: See, there's a, there's a moral to all of our stories. I feel like it's Aesop's fables or something (laughs) like that. If you haven't learned something from, from a poop experience, then
1: we, we've learned from our mistakes here and we're just trying to help you is what
0: What's happening. That's right. So I figure if, if this has happened to us, I, I would gather that it's probably happened to some of you guys out there. So if it has, give us a show of hands out there, you know, um, it's it's our own Me Too movement. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I've got one. Okay, all right. Here's one. Uh, so a few years ago, um, Catherine's brother.
1: Oh, you're stealing one of my new stories. No I way. know it.
0: <laughs> Catherine's <laughs> brother would send her the weirdest the weirdest um, birthday present. So he sent her this <laughs> giant Incredible, and I don't know if you know what this is, but it's this big kind of geometric blow-up ball that you can get in. And literally, though, the the difficult thing is that you have to blow up all the little panels individually. So there we all, like, (laughs) it was you, me, Hannah, and Molly, I think, trying to blow this thing up on on the College Hill here. So we had this idea that we were going to go ahead and and kind of make it a... um, Silly
1: video and roll down College Hill in this, which is a steep hill...
0: Yeah. So we we get in there and Catherine goes down. And the funniest thing is, is, this ball doesn't go fast at all. But when you're inside, you feel like you're going so fast. Literally, you kind of had to push it over and over and over. We called it getting tag because Maytagged. it felt like you were
1: <laughs> I know, getting worked. And by time number three, I was feeling like really nauseous. It was
0: not good. <laughs> but the funny thing is, here's where Catherine's bad decision came in. She decided to go ahead and do this after she'd been at the dentist and had some dental work done. So she was numb. When she went in the ball and she comes out, and she's dead ass serious. And she goes, I think I just bit my tongue off. <laughs> and we're laughing because there's no blood anywhere. And she's fishing around in her mouth. I mean, she has this look of panic on her face and pulls out this big wad of gauze that they had left in her mouth. <laughs> So she literally thought she had been her. Osborne oh, no. Family Dentistry. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's a PSA number um, four hundred and fifty-five. If you're going to incredible on the College Hill, make sure you're not numb in the mouth or anywhere else, and uh, make sure you have no. I mean, you could have choked on that one. It
1: really was my fault because I kind of rushed him at the end. I was like, "I've got a thing. We're going down this hill in a ball. Is that okay for me to do?" <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he was like, "Not really." And I was like, "Cool. Oh, see yeah, you later." Gotta go. <laughs> and the funny part in the video, I was slurring so bad when we were getting the ball ready, and I was just thought it was because. My mouth was half numb, but I spoke so much better after that, like, wet wad of tongue-feeling
0: cotton exited my mouth. It was- she totally <laughs> sounded like Marlon Brando.
1: Because, you know, that's the thing they always tell you. Like, you're not going to feel your tongue or parts of your mouth, so you could really, like, chew your mouth up. And, and I just thought... Or choke on
0: to- a gauze pad. I mean, no big deal. <laughs> there we would have been doing the Heimlich on the... Nobody on, died. Not that time, anyway. But that was a good life lesson.
1: Oh, uh, that was on my list and you took it. But ah. I have another good one that's actually also a gift from my brother from the Sands of time. Uh, I have a feeling I know what this one shark is balloon. <laughs> shark balloon. Shark <laughs> balloon. My brother sent me this balloon and it was like one of those amazing flying sharks or fish and it was the shark version. And I was like, we need to put this thing together. So I finally put it together and blew it up with helium. And unleashed it in the warehouse and I I don't think Kirsty was there that day I was playing and surprising her and tra-la-la-la, I went home <laughs> and I get this text from Kirsty
0: <laughs> at it was like nine o'clock at night
1: nine o'clock at night she'd gotten a call from the police that the alarm or the alarm
0: it was the uh, motion detector alarm in the yeah. warehouse
1: that Someone had broken into the warehouse, so she meets the police there, and there's this shark balloon (laughs) flying flying around around the
0: warehouse. (laughs) Because it was, like, propelled. (laughs) (laughs) So Jim Powers, if you're out there, you are a rock star. Um, We need
1: to find that photo to post with this blog, because there's a picture of the officer Jim Powers. (laughs) Holding the shark balloon with a smile on his face next to Kirstie.
0: I also have to preface this though, because um, there is always, for a long time, I would get these calls, and, and we live about 15 miles out of town, so it's no fast jaunt for me to get in town to for the alarms that now, would go Mary off. Mary was very upset about having to go once for one of those alarms. <laughs>
1: yes. She could have been killed. She by could the have town, been killed. It the could town have drunkards. happened.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when we were safely in bed, I mean, whatever. So yeah, Catherine would, A, forget to close the door all the way and I would get home and I would get the call from the uh, security company or, um, you know, there was a lot of different things. So it was usually Catherine leaving the door open. I'm an absent-minded individual. I don't know if we've addressed that at all, (laughs) but so it would, sometimes it would be like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? So, this one was kind of late at night. Um, you know, it was like nine o'clock. And when it finally went off, it must have just finally propelled itself right in the front. So, yeah, I was, I was kind of pissed when, when I got the call. I'm like, God, what is it so hard about closing the door? And then it was the shark. And stuff. Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, we got to dig up that picture. That was the best. Hope you're out there, Jim Powers. Thanks, David Brown, my brother of brothers. <laughs>
1: For all these amazing gifts that have created so many memories. I actually took the Incredible home the other day and now it's Isabelle's and she's so stoked with it. She calls it her house.
0: (laughs) May tag that child.
1: It also like very, very scared a mule that I was training.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty sizable. It's interesting. You can get you could probably put two people in it if you wanted to. It's a
1: it's a geodesic balloon with two holes that you can climb inside as a full adult very fun
0: yeah it is pretty fun we we intended to use it over and over but i don't know it was a lot of work to get it up there (laughs) you had to tie it into the back of the truck and it was a lot but okay i am gonna i i've got a story um a bad decision i've got a bad decision so we've talked a lot about bum bun who was our sweet little office bunny that you know had tons of voices but was the cutest little bunny that ever did live. And we decided that he needed some friends. And I don't know why we did that. It just, it seemed like it. So we went
1: through a pet phase at Proos. We don't have any pets now, but we, we had rats at one point that I used for trapping hawks.
0: Yeah. I had Tyrese and fat Tyrese. Kirsty
1: made hers morbidly obese. And
0: one of them <laughs> weighed like a pound and a half and he ate a bunch of green frosting and died the next day. Yeah. So I think, no connection Oh, bad there. decision there. <laughs> Oh, another bad decision was when you threw a bunch of, um, penis erasers in my (laughs) fish tank, we would throw things, you know, in each other's fish tank. So she had a handful of these penis erasers and she throws it in, in Scott's fish tank. He was my little red beta. And I come in the next day and the the fish had literally jumped out of the bowl. And I found him on the floor on the carpet. He looked like a little piece of red beef jerky. So she stemmed him to kill himself.
1: I think that there was some toxic chemicals in there, or he was very homophobic, one or the other.
0: She killed my fish.
1: I killed my own fish, too. And that was, like, <laughs> such a heartbreaking day. Her she cried. Did not know what to do. I, I literally accidentally broke his back when we were moving. And that was, he was jazz
0: hands, wasn't he it? He was
1: never the same after that. He, like walk, swam around. Walks. Walks. He, he, he walks. He, he, well, that was a big, a big development
0: for him. <laughs> I know. Wow. That's like instant evolution. He
1: was kind of L shaped after that. Cause he had a very <laughs> like
0: broken back. He didn't live
1: much he longer. He only swam in
0: one direction. Oh man. Creepy. I
1: felt so bad. I she just cried. like dropped the whole tank and was looking for him for a while ended up being like, <laughs> In, like, one of the latex masks that we've collected over the years.
0: In, like, five drops of it water. It took me
1: forever to find him, and I was so panicked. <laughs> Who was there? Um,
0: Natalie Foster. Natalie Foster yeah. was
1: there, and everyone went to lunch, and I, like, had too much to do or something that day, but I was, like, trying to hide how sad I was about <laughs> it. it.
0: was funny. And
1: Kirstie was... <laughs>
0: i have never lived her down. Let, let a, her live that down. I'm a bit of a bleeding heart in <laughs> some way, and others not. For hunting, yeah. So we get these. We we find these two gorgeous big old butterscotch bunnies, and we're like, they, we've got to have them. So we get them, and um, they're brothers. And pretty soon, we introduce them to Bum Bum. And it was it was terrible. So we had three male bunnies in there, and those two would all just intact. yeah, all they would do is hump Bun Bun's head, and then you know then they would well, start. Then Bun Bun
1: would like hump their faces because yeah. that's like all he could really mount, like height wise.
0: Yeah, he's a little dwarf <laughs> rabbit. Um, so
1: and they were spraying all over. Like we had this big beautiful cage for them, and then we would see this like white film splatter and be like, what's that? <laughs> and realize that he's.
0: Yeah, and Bun-Bun would poop in one spot, and these things would poop. Huge poops everywhere. And, you know, our cute little Bun-Bun was all, you know, his head was all crusty and everything. So we just – we did, it finally came time after a weekend. Uh, the, the whole warehouse smelled, and you know, we've got clothing. We can't have it like that. So – Kirsty approached me and was like, <laughs> so you, you hunt tell. rabbits. We have never, ever told this story to anybody.
1: No, because <laughs>
0: – There's no reason.
1: But I think traditionally this breed is a meat breed. <laughs> the Holland Lops, they were huge. They were humongous. They had to have weighed like 10 pounds apiece.
0: Yeah, and their poops were like four pounds apiece, and they were everywhere, and their pee and every, every other bodily fluid that was all – it was disgusting. I mean, it was just – it was like a bad bunny orgy in there.
1: So I harvested said rabbits. <laughs> I feel like this is confession. <laughs> I don't ever use the word harvest, but this was a farm situation. So technically this wasn't a what she situation. does is
0: stretches them.
1: Stretches them. <laughs> so... Lied. That's a trail of blood outside. I felt so bad like for our UPS guy. Like, yeah, like the UPS guy died. comes
0: in and was thinking like, what the world happened here? But um,
1: I felt a little bit bad about it until I tasted the best meal I think I've ever made in my life, of pasta and pepper. Like I've never made this before. Like I'd always gotten small cottontails hunting. I'd never gotten like I'll backstrap (laughs) off a bunny. I'm not
0: kidding. I'll backstrap. These were sizable rabbits. (laughs) It was like a steak. So she initially did one, and we thought it would solve the problem. And she was kind of traumatized by it. But until she had the Haas and fever, she (laughs) came in the next day and was ready to take the other one out. And they were done. Yeah, (laughs) that was the end of it. They were nice bunnies, but not really. Bad decisions. A, you don't need three male bunnies. No. And you don't
1: need ones that size, and you don't need three of them. Mm-mm. We tried with, with Bun-Bun. He was one of a kind. If I could, like, clone him and have him as our pet forever Mm-hmm. But if anyone has an amazing rabbit, that you're okay with the chance of it being eaten. If it doesn't end up being a good <laughs> pet.
0: Are you really attached con- to it contact or not? Us. If it's <laughs> a great
1: pet, we'll keep it, and it'll have an amazing life. If not, we'll make sure his body goes back into the... <laughs>
0: It's the circle of life.
1: Circle of life. (laughs) Your turn. Okay, which one next? Um, Looping back to Kirstie's Jewish mother texts that I can receive at all hours of the day or night, depending on my bad decisions. Well, this could be a lot of
0: different stories. I'm not this sure. This be. I
1: mean, I've gotten a lot of them. But I'm lovable enough to keep around, and she's never changed the locks. Even <laughs> though she has said the words, like, you're fired to me, at least probably 20 times to me.
0: Yeah, and legitimately, I might have met if it, not, like, twice. but Probably
1: more. Like, several times a year, you say, you're fired to me. There was once that... <laughs>
0: Which one is this one? This
1: one is me going to a trade show with my gosshawk.
0: Now, now, um, aptly named. (laughs) Aptly named. He was
1: a bastard, that bird.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this was one time she could have been fired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I bring him, and I'm feeling like, kind of a badass like I was pretty full of myself in those days I'm like I'm a falconer I don't know if you know this about me aren't you so oh my god I'm gonna just
0: like back back on this one a little bit (laughs) one time um, before Paul and Catherine had started dating um, Paul used to do our IT stuff and he came into the office one day and was working on computers and Catherine's just rambling on about you know, her hawk and hunting and going on. And and literally it went on for probably about 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. And, you know, we were all in the office and she stops finally talking and Paul's just vaguely listening. He's kind of working and everything. She goes, aren't you glad you asked me about falconry? He goes, I didn't.
1: (laughs) It was soul crushing. It really was (laughs) in a funny way, but I needed to get like humbled a little bit in those days. (laughs) So anyways, I decide and ask Kirstie if I can bring this hawk on this trip and I build him this big tall perch and have him in a hotel room. And and he hawks projectile poop when they poop. It's it like they lean forward and it launches out their ass diagonally is what happens. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's not funny. And Falcons Falcons will mute which and they poop straight down, and that perch would have worked for a falcon. It might depend, but...
0: You didn't have a falcon. Are you falcon kidding me? I'm falcon not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I go, it's the last day, and I realized that a lot of his shit had traveled outside. What's amazing is
0: it took to the last day to realize that.
1: <laughs> the limits of his <laughs> his tarp. I'd seen it, I just thought it was cleanable. So I clean this whole thing up, and not at
0: all afraid to sleep in a room full of hawk shit.
1: I mean, I was traveling. It's true with a hawk. It's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> so I clean it up. it looks good, but it hadn't dried out yet. And I start driving on my merry way back from Vegas to Gunnison, which is like, what, a 12-hour drive.
0: Yeah, about that. <laughs>
1: And I'm like halfway through and I get this text from Kirsty that my stomach and heart just dropped like they were getting ready to check out of this. It was a BRBO. So it was someone's house.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: We're not going to say whose. <clears throat> Never. And Kirsty was like, this is disgusting. And Steve and I are having to clean up all this hawk shit out of this hotel room and we have to stay another day because of it. And like a very Jewish mother day, but that was like...
0: She deserved do you wanna, it. Do
1: you want to add? Well, I'm not saying I, w- I did. I, this is bad decisions. This is like one of the ones I felt the absolute worst about. As she should have. After a long, hard trade show, the last thing you want to do is stay another day to clean up...
0: In, veg- <laughs> in Vegas, I might someone's add. Someone's hawk shit. Yeah, so... <laughs> She leaves, takes her stupid hawk and her stupid (laughs) hawk box out of there. And Steve and I are loading up, you know, the kitchen and cleaning everything up. And luckily, Steve goes, well, should we go check Catherine's room? And I was like, no, I think she said she got it. And I opened the door and we were like, sweet mother of God, what happened in here? There was hawk shit on the walls. There was hawk shit on the bedding. There was hawk shit all over the carpet. We had to go buy, like, carpet cleaner and everything to clean it up. So, needless to say,
1: I've never been allowed to take another. <laughs> well,
0: clearly, <laughs> I had a Gosling in the warehouse briefly. He was so cute. But he was cute, but he had slimy poops too. He did. He did, but it didn't Norbert. go on the walls. It didn't. It wasn't a VRBO with my name on it. And him and
1: Bun Bun running around was like Easter adorableness. He to was a little fuzzy they Gosling.
0: Were cute. <laughs> yeah. So um, PSA: No birds on the road. Nope. No, Ever. unless it's a falcon. It and what also and goes I don't along. think she would even allow for that at this point. No. No, it's not even she doesn't even ask. It's, it's best not to. Don't make me say no to you.
1: It's a new company
0: policy because of me. <laughs> it is. That that's a terminatable offense moving forward.
1: I mean, I try and make random mistakes just once really badly learn my lesson every time and then change the situation and do it again
0: for the most part (laughs) for the most part yep that was a good one so i i put a i got one on here and so long 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 time ago when Catherine first started here um we would go do photo shoots um she was like our model and um, steve and i would go and you know take some photos and do things and so we were way up on Cottonwood Pass. Do you know what this, do you know this story? So we were taking, we had a photo shoot going on up there. And so my bad decision is never calling this man back. So here goes the story. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, Yes. (laughs) yes. And, uh, so we do this photo shoot, spend about a day out there trying to get photos, got great stuff for, you know, our catalogs and everything. And we, we were literally, maybe 50 yards from an outhouse, just over a side of a hill, there's parking lot there. So it's not like we were out in the middle of nowhere.
1: On a busy driving pass when there's fall foliage. Yeah.
0: there. I mean, there's, it's you, you know, it's, it's bumper to bumper up there. So we come back and there, when we got there, there was one small little, like little Nissan oh, little hatchback car. Yeah. yeah. It was this tiniest little thing sitting in the parking lot. There's the only vehicle in the parking lot. So we come back and there's a note on my window. and the guy's name is Kevin. I do remember that.
1: Is that the male version of Karen?
0: (laughs) It is in this book. Yeah. So we have this like two sided letter of why he was very angry. We, we, we were posing. We weren't real hunters. Yeah. We were pretending to hunt. It was a photo shoot, obviously. And we
1: blew his amazing opportunity to shoot a
0: five point five. Yeah. He's like, because of you, I lost this opportunity on this giant five point elk and, So we we started laughing. We're like, where where, where was he going to put this giant five point? I mean, he couldn't have even gotten the meat in there, let alone a rack. I mean, it was the (laughs) funniest thing. And he left us his phone number in In case case we we wanted wanted to to call and apologize. And I just, looking back on it now, I wish we called. And I feel like that's my bad decision in this.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be so fun now with the podcast to just like... Crank call him. <laughs> like not hey, Kevin even crank, but be like, Oh, these are the two women and we just wanted to call to <laughs> apologize.
0: Yeah, it's the funniest thing. It was I it mean, was great. When you're like
1: way back country and you've put all that effort in getting fifty yards off the road, you deserve to be successfully harvest your five point.
0: Well and at elk. least he's not gonna have a problem with having to go to the bathroom out there. I mean there's not gonna be a phone story or a dog story. <laughs> He can make it to the outhouse because he was right there. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, Kevin, if you're listening. Yeah,
1: you see those hunters, like, sitting, like, right off the road, like, 100 yards from the trail ahead. And you're <laughs> like, good luck. Good luck. Have but fun. But
0: you there than anywhere else? I mean, it's
1: possible. It's just not probable.
0: Yeah, we say. And maybe Kevin got a six point after that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he holds the state record.
1: So rude of us.
0: I know, that he would have had to chop up in tiny pieces to stick in his <laughs> Civic.
1: I mean, if you bone that thing out and, like, it looked like it could have had a roof rack.
0: I don't recall one. (laughs) (laughs) But you never know. A roof rack for the rack. (laughs) All right. What do you got? Okay.
1: Oh, I'm going to tell this one. So, back when, before PROS, when I worked for the Bureau of Reclamation, I was also a falconer.
0: I don't know if you know this, but she's I, into falconry. I did
1: falconry, and I, I still will, <laughs> again. <laughs> but I had this friend, Jeremiah, at the Bureau of Reclamation, and he looks a lot like Robert Downey Jr. And he, uh, he was one of these guys that was always too busy to like stop and meet up with you, so you'd have to like randomly meet up where he was. And he calls me, and he was like, so I was at this job site today. And the guy dared me that I couldn't kill this squirrel with a two by four. <laughs> and he's like, and I did, I killed it. Like he threw a two by four at the squirrel and killed it, which I thought was pretty impressive. I don't know if it's a legal <laughs> method of take. I won't throw him under the bus, but right.
0: it was self-defense.
1: He calls me, no, I'm a, I'm a falconer. And it's
0: like, do you want this squirrel? <laughs> So she's always taking body parts of it. I mean, it's kind of creepy. It's almost dexterish, but okay. It's
1: not human as far as people know.
0: Well, there was at one time.
1: So anyways, <laughs> Jeremiah calls me up and asks me if I want the squirrel, and I was like, "Sure, I'll take the squirrel." And he's like, "I'm really I got I'm on my way somewhere. I'm really busy right now. I'm going to leave it here at this intersection." No, he's like, come meet me at this intersection. And then he calls me back and was like, I had to go. So I just left it at the intersection for you. (laughs) And I get there and it's a freaking busy four-way stop. Like busy four-way stop.
0: Like your mom.
1: (laughs) So I pull over. I walk up to one of the signs and there's a black hefty trash peg
0: next to the sign. Was it full of human remains? It had a, a
1: singular gray squirrel. It was a large squirrel. <laughs> and I grab it and everyone's like looking at me and walk it to my vehicle. I'm like, I'm totally going to get pulled over. And they're going to be like, what are you doing? And I actually had a roadkill permit at the time because <laughs> I volunteered for this raptor center.
0: I don't think I've heard this story so I'm I'm it's I am new, riveted. It's a
1: new one. <laughs> and I put this thing in my car and apparently like no one called me in or if they did they didn't find me in time.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> With my squirrel and I don't think like it was one of the most embarrassing situations I like willfully put myself in. I'm like what am I just going to leave it there now? Like <laughs> I'm already here <laughs> another time working for the same place. I'm My uh, Falconry sponsor was always like, Oh, yeah, like if you're driving the same streets every day and you see a roadkill, grab that for hawk food. Like he was all about doing things (laughs) cheap. And I was driving to work one day, same way I go every day. It's in the winter and there's a great big jackrabbit roadkill on the side of the road. I'm like, I'm going to grab that for my hawk. That happened like in the last 12 hours. And one of my coworkers goes driving by, like rubbernecking. <laughs> <laughs> it's dinner. It's okay. <laughs> hey, y'all want to
0: come over for dinner later? Don't pretend like you didn't have Hass and Pfeffer before those others.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was in good shape. It, it was winter. It was cold temperatures. Right?
0: Within the last 12 hours, there it is. <laughs> Roadkill. Roadkill. Um, speaking of hunting, I've got this is. Um, not a pro related one either, but this is one of my, my bad decisions. So over time, my husband, Steve taught me how to hunt and you know, for, for years and years and years, I just kind of relied on him for everything until we, you know, we had one big argument at 12,000 feet where I realized I needed to have all my own stuff and be able to deal with myself because I would just kind of get lazy with them. So we went hunting elk hunting a couple of years ago. We're way back in the high country, had hiked in, hiked in miles, and um, I, I shoot this amazing bull. And it took us a while to get to him because, you know, kind of had to cross through a, a valley and everything. And we finally get there. And Steve, right when we're walking up, he's like, This is the best thing ever. He, like, I know my wife has everything she needs, everything. And I'm feeling all cocky. You know, I just shot this great bull, and I've got everything we need. It's like, don't worry, I've got the game bags, I've got this, I've got that, I've got a plan. And so we both look at each other, and I go, do you have a knife? And he goes, I didn't bring a knife. Did you bring a knife? And he's like, you always have, like, four knives, because he makes fun of me, because half my pack weight is knives. She does love knives. I do love knives. She has uh, her bird-gutting kit that has, like...
1: (laughs) It's five varieties of knives in it. <laughs> well, they're special. Don't ever piss off Pike because <laughs> she's very meticulous in her. And I like skulls, so there's the other
0: thing. But so we get up there, and Steve's like, "No effing way, you don't have a knife." And I, I, I he thought I was kidding. Like, I swear to God, I don't have a knife. I've got nothing. And I'm digging like I'm getting frantic. I'm sweating. I'm like, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" We're way up in the middle of nowhere, and I have no knife. Come on, you've always got a knife. He's a construction dude. He's always got a knife on him. He goes, I have no knife anywhere. So we're both kind of patting around, and he had his work pants on, and he had an exact, you know, basically a box cutter is what he <laughs> <laughs> had on him, which, thank God, but he ended up quartering this whole thing out with a box cutter, and we still have it. It's <laughs> It's, it looked like a murder scene, and I've never seen them so mad. So now I have six knives every time I go somewhere. So that's <laughs> make sure you've got a knife or twelve when you go. But speaking thank God. of
1: which, you get a free knife with Pro's orders over 150 bucks. So check that out online at Pro'sHunting.com.
0: Look at what you just did. <laughs>
1: Those blade knives—they stay sharp. They're a lot easier than a box cutter.
0: <laughs> a lot with no extra blades. It was terrible.
1: Ah. Uh, that's amazing resilience, though. I'm proud of you. And yeah. that
0: we're still married. I think that's something, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you're up. I think we should take a break and talk about our amazing new quest series, I Jacket think that's a great and Vest. So these, this new series is a puffer jacket and vest, and they are an amazing, deadly quiet, soft, 170. 170- deadly quiet. Deadly. 170 GSM Primaloft gold insulation. And they're a really great layering piece. I love these type of items under a soft shell jacket or something that's going to cut the wind. But it's Did a you just
0: say cut wind? Oh, that's break wind. <laughs> break wind. Cut cheese. Sorry. <laughs> My bad.
1: <laughs> See where your brain goes, Pike. I'm trying to be 12-year-old right old boy. Now. <laughs>
0: I won't make eye contact with you. I'm going to look out the window while you do this.
1: But it's fast dry. They're uh, both, the jacket and the vest, are both fast drying, breathable, thermally efficient, water resistant, and they're great to compress into your pack as well because they've got great compressional recovery. Wow. So
0: so you're going to need to get yours because um, they're kind of a one-time run, too. So we're pretty excited about them. I think you're going to like them. Um, We really just wanted to add another um, insulated product to our line that wasn't down, so it's it's kind of a whole nother thing. So it's got Primaloft Gold in it, which is a great insulator. Get out there, get it bought. And you can use the promotional code Quest for
1: thirty percent off if you're a podcast listener and happen to hear this in the next
0: week. So Yep. Get it done. Do get it. it done. All right, you're up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm nervous.
1: I feel like I have Speaking on my absent-mindedness.
0: What? I, I know. There is no hawk poop in your
1: evening. My My mom is like the absent-minded professor, though. She's an organic chemistry professor and just as bad as me. So it's a genetic trait. It's not my fault. It's a disability, and you can't fire me for it. <laughs> she almost did several times,
0: which we've already talked about. But yeah. the hotel room incident was pretty much the key.
1: Wallets. I am terrible with leaving... I guess anything, phone, key, wallets. And I've gotten better about like the pat down. Every time I leave somewhere, like I'll backtrack and find
0: it. But but has it really gotten better?
1: I don't know. Has it? I think I just travel less outside of Gunnison than I used to. Because we, Kirstie and I were, what was it, in Dallas at a Walmart parking lot. And I think I had a hole in my bag or something. And my wallet just fell out in the parking lot. And I was frantically searching for it. We were frantically searching because we were going to fly out
0: the next, the next day. day.
1: And I needed my ID for that, obviously. And
0: I was going home. so She
1: was going to just leave without me and be like, I guess you rent a car and drive your ass oh, home. Oh, wait,
0: you can't. You don't have a driver's
1: license. do <laughs> See you later. That's what I was getting. We're frantically looking for my wallet and we split up and Kirsty sees my bright teal wallet in the hands of a very christian
0: <laughs> very christian couple woman. and woman. and I, we have to preface this by we were in downtown Dallas and it was a skeezy Walmart it was it was dark and it wasn't really the place you wanted to be so No, it wasn't the best, and had most people in that area found my wallet, I would have never seen it again. Ever. I mean, I was, like, trying to figure out how—I had already relegated myself to that. I was not going to get on a plane in the next morning, and I was going to have to rent a car and drive us all the way home to Gunnison, (laughs) but—so I get out, and I'm looking around in the parking lot, and I see this lady carrying this, like, bright teal—you know, it's Catherine's wallet— so I go around and up to her, and I said, Oh my gosh, that's my friend's wallet. Um, thank you. And she doesn't give it to me. I said, You can look in there. Her name is Catherine Brown. And I mean, I can tell you her birth date, even, I said, whatever. <laughs> And she just looks at me and kind of looks me up and down. And I'm, a, I'm dressed nice. We've just gotten done with the show. So I had, she looks like an upstanding citizen. I know. She's sort of, <laughs> sort of missing a tooth. But I well, mean, other together, than that. Not one you can see that easily. I got an implant. I know. She's got a new tooth. I know. And she
1: said goodbye to her baby tooth. What was your baby tooth's name again? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, I forgot
0: did you just turn want, into an ogre? I did. <laughs> I wanted to make a necklace of it, but it wasn't pretty enough. Um You had a name for it. I, I feel did, like. I did. And I even told the dentist and I now I can't. I'm disappointed. Ophelia. Ophelia. It's Ophelia. Ophelia. So that was it. So she this woman looks at time. me and says, I I hope it's it's her wallet. And I'm like, it's her wallet. You can double check it. And she goes, Well, if it's not, God is watching you. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I just said, okay, thanks. And walked away. And then I was mad. Like, really? How dare you? How dare you? I mean, God's watched me do way worse things than this. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. We got on the plane the next day. We made it home. And then once uh,
1: in a time I've never admitted until now, I left it at a slot machine in Vegas. I think it was my first time like gambling <laughs> ever. And I was like, of course, the first time I gamble is when this happens.
0: That is so funny because Hayden Pike, my daughter, or Hayden Reed as it would be now, did it twice in one night twice. when we were in Vegas. So Hayden or Kit, if you're listening, you'll remember. And mm-hmm. I recovered my wallet. That was amazing. That should never happen in Vegas.
1: Another time, another Gunnison off. Op- officer ended up at Prous. yeah
0: with her wallet to give me back my wallet
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd gone hiking with it. Cause
0: prowess. you need your wallet. You do. There.
1: You do. You might
0: happen upon something. You need something your wallet. You
1: need your wallet for sure. I mean, it's, it's a thing. And he brought it into prowess and he was like, he and his family were longtime supporters of Prous, and we were sad to see them go. He had I a know. very good sense of humor about it.
0: Thank you, Randy Barnes. And
1: mm-hmm. then just like yesterday, I hadn't seen my wallet in four days, and I was, like, starting. And to it's the nervous.
0: same. I got to tell you, it's the same bright teal wallet that same she's one. had for about a decade. It's
1: hor- horrifying. All the zippers are broken. One of the corners was chewed by a dog. <laughs> like, I really need to get a new wallet. But anyways, I hadn't seen it yesterday in, like, four days. And I expressly remember I was grabbing Isabella to go to a car show, with her. I had my wallet at one point and then I get in my truck and I don't see it anywhere. And Mm -hmm. I had to borrow a card from Paul because I didn't have any means of paying for anything while we were out and about. Hadn't seen it in four days and look for everywhere and was starting to get panicked and then I go to get grocery pickup and I climb up
0: in the back of my truck and the back tailgate, there's my wallet (laughs) If if you can see us now, there's nothing about me that's surprised about it. Like, of course it's in the back. I mean Of course it is. And I
1: told Paul, I'm like, Paul, I found my wallet. And he's like, where was it? And I was like, why do you always have to ask me that?
0: (laughs) Does it matter?
1: And I was like, it was in my truck. Yeah, it technically was. I was like, technically the back of my truck.
0: And he's like, the back, back of your truck. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I just wonder how that happened. I just, I don't even, I don't even wonder. I just, I
1: told you about how I threw out my phone.
0: Yeah, you did tell me about that one. It's a thing. This is serious.
1: I'm really glad that they have that. Like, If people don't know about it, if you have an iPhone, go to the Find My Phone app. Mm-hmm. You can click Help a Friend, and you can log into your Apple ID from anyone with an Apple device's phone. You're only screwed over if they insist on sending you a code so you can verify it's you. <laughs> I'm like, screw you. If I could do that, I'd have my phone. Right. That is so lame. That normally doesn't happen though. And you can make your phone or device play a noise.
0: Oh, this happened to us this morning. Steve lost his phone. And I hear this this racket going off and literally he's in the garage looking for it. And it was in like basically on top of the cat box of all places. And not that he's ever touched the cat box, but there it was. Why would he? I I don't know.
1: Same with Paul. Same with Paul. There's my wallet stories.
0: Yeah, oh, that, that's it. I mean, there's way more wallet stories. Than oh, that.
1: I know, but that's probably some of the top ones. I think
0: those are good. <laughs> um, okay, this goes back to a PROAS story. Um, a number of years ago, when we first started PROAS, we were at the ATA show, and that was a Archery Trade Association. We haven't been to that one for a long time, but I'm working in the booth, and there's people coming in and out of the booth, and you know, chatting them up, and and showing the gear, and you know, swaggering around in my camo. And this guy walks in and I'm kind of chatting with him and, oh yeah, what are you up to? And blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm just looking at gear, you know, for my girlfriend. I'm like, oh gosh, she'll just be the most popular guy in the world if you bring her back a catalog and, you know, buy her something and stuff. And he just kind of smiles at me and he's like, great, thanks, and walks away. And I turn around and everybody in the booth is staring at me. And apparently it was Blake Shelton. <laughs> 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 They're like, you are the stupidest person in the world. So I didn't listen to country music. So I had no idea who Blake Shelton was or Miranda Lambert or anything like that. And I was kind of embarrassed about it. And by the grace of God, he comes back the next day and he had Miranda with him. And I, I walked up and I was like, I am so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. And he goes, no, you're, you're no, no problem. No problem. At all. I'm like, I just don't like country music. <laughs> And he was like, you're really winning it here, aren't you? So, yeah, that was my my one moment of no fame, shame. So, yeah. I've always been like that at the trade shows and
1: things where there's hunting celebrities, but I don't watch any of the hunting shows, really, so I
0: never really <laughs>
1: recognize people. And we'd be at, like, SHOT Show, and they'd be like, we're kind of this
0: big deal. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Someday we're going to have to tell our Safari Club story about a specific hunter that would come to our booth year on year on year <laughs> to buy gear for special ladies in his life. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really fall under um bad decisions, but it falls under bad stories. <laughs> we'll probably hold on to that one for another time. Cause I think we I am done yeah, with my I have list. A, I have a
1: Zoom meeting I get I have to go to Kirstie, and all I want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom.
0: (laughs) So that's it. So um, we are wrapping it up. I'm sure you guys are glad you're tired of Uh, our poop stories or forgetting all the stories or whatever, but um, all of our bad decisions. So learn um, from us. Learn from us. (laughs) We are working on our next guest. So this is going to be a surprise, um, but we're pretty excited about it. So one
1: of my favorite women out there. So
0: talk about badass and talk about hero. So, um, stay tuned for that and, um, go check out that new quest line over and out over and out.